0: Seriously, Dick, where are you going to spend your vacation? Where else? In beautiful downtown Burbank. Now hold it. We've been getting a lot of complaints on the show about the jokes about downtown Burbank. Whoa, folks, believe me, beautiful downtown Burbank is no joke. Well, you've done it again. What? I love Burbank. Why? It's the Sin center. The sun center. The sun center. I'm sorry. Keep those. You got. We got Dean Martin's cue card, man. It's the Sun Center of the San Fernando Valley. That's true. Why, I even wrote a song about it. You wrote a song about it? So did I. Great. Let's hear them
1: both. All right. When you plan your next vacation, see the garden spot that's fairest in the nation. For a groovy new sensation,
0: visit downtown...
2: Burbank, California can be one hell of a unique city. On the surface, it's such a normal place to raise a family, grab a Cubano and a cafe con leche from Portos, and even do a little vintage shopping. But as soon as you start digging just a little deeper within the historical parts and the dark crevices of Burbank, you'll discover a pretty unique underbelly of the macabre and some haunted history. Join Holly Weird Paranormal as we take a haunted tour of the city of Burbank deep in the valley. Let's travel to Glen Oaks Boulevard as we tour the tranquilly eerie library at Woodbury University. Let's grab a bite and maybe a milkshake at the supposedly haunted Coral Cafe located off of Burbank Boulevard. Then let's shop and chat with the ghosts of the Bearded Lady and Mystic Museum. Then we save the best for last. Let's take a spooky after-hours tour of the sound stages over in Warner Brothers and we might be able to rub elbows with the ghosts of Betty Davis and James Dean and then we can head on over to the props warehouse where we can hang out with Annabelle the doll. She is definitely dying to meet you. So slide into your favorite shoes grab your k2 meter and slap on some sunscreen because it can get pretty sunny and hot in the valley and join us as we take the haunted tour of burbank california let's get holly weird in the valley
1: William, this is my ghost story. <laughs> uh, it was like sixth grade. I was staying with a friend, just sleeping over at a friend's house. And he lived in this very weird house that was a bar- was like an old reclaimed barn. And it kinda the front of the house kinda looked like a face. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like it kinda freaked me out a little bit. And he him and his siblings claimed that their house was haunted, but they were also elementary school age kids, so it was probably lying for clout. <laughs> and so that night I got up to use the restroom and they had this on the, they had a powder room. So it was just like a toilet and a sink. There was nothing in it. And it had this very weird pocket door. So I went into the bathroom and I closed the door and then it slid open slowly. And I thought it was just like shoddy door. So I closed the door again and then I heard tapping. So it was like a tap, 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 tap. Can you pretty prominent
2: tap on the table? Yeah, yeah. Because it. it's pretty prominent.
1: It was kind of like this.
2: See that is a pretty loud tap,
1: that's yeah, it's not
2: like a little like a little baby tap, like oh it could Mm-mm. be in the, it could have been an insect, but that's a you felt yeah. like it was a person behind the door, right? yeah,
1: so i I opened the door to check to see if anyone was behind it, maybe needing to use the restroom, and there was no one there, and then I
2: everyone has a ghost story, it might be an urban legend you heard in a sleepover. Or that time you saw a family member appear and disappear in a blink of an eye right before the hour of their death. It might not even be your story. We all have ghost stories that have crawled into the deepest parts of us and never let go. If you're lucky, then these stories may not have involved you in the first place. Cross this threshold with us as the nights get a little longer and the veil gets thinner with the Saturday Night Ghost Club on Hollyweird Paranormal's Patreon page. Want to hear these sidewalk ghost stories? Become a Patreon today at www.patreon.com forward slash Hollyweird Paranormal for as little as $1 or more a month. Saturday nights on Hollywood Paranormal's Patreon page just got even more spooky. Come and join us. As we cross this creepy threshold to tune into these creepy stories and more of Saturday Night Ghost Club. So join us if you dare. It's about that damn time. <laughs> it is
0: about. Damn, damn.
2: I'm sure everyone's wondering, where the effing mother and F have you guys been? <laughs> Look, we talk about ghosts all the time.
0: We just thought we'd try ghosting, see how yeah. it felt. It didn't feel great. No. I didn't like it. no, it was terrible. We're back.
2: Yeah. Imagine a ghost being ghosted.
0: What do you call that? Ghost Deception.
2: Oh. <laughs> <Like laughs> and <that. laughs>
0: if anyone was listening, they've stopped immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys. Hi.
2: Welcome to Hollywood Fair Normal. We are your hosts, Tammy Merhav travis I'm Bryce Mitchell Williams. And uh, it's been a while. It has
0: been a minute, girl.
2: I mean, I thought that I thought that October was just like you know going to be a nice long spooky month and it was like pretty chaotic
0: it was long in a way Mm -hmm. I think I I mean I can imagine how it's been at the school honestly since when I was there it was always so chaotic yeah but it also this whole year I cannot figure out what month we're in I'm like wait isn't it like March like why are we like I remember being like this is going to be a great summer and it was Mm -hmm. I had an amazing summer but it's gone, and I don't know where I put it. I cannot find the receipt. It's it's out of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's how October was, too.
2: It's on layaway.
0: Uh, ooh. Ooh, there you go. I have already been actively avoiding the Target Christmas section because it's beautiful and amazing, <laughs> and I will spend every penny that I have.
2: You just got back from Target. <laughs> I know. I
0: literally was at Target today. How was it? It was amazing. Oh,
2: my God. How were the moms?
0: Oh, always so great as always and i was like on my phone and like the number of people that i like would almost get run over by i was like and i'm not paying attention so that's definitely my fault yeah but like you literally are going to kill me with your cart what is happening yeah Yeah, love
2: it target on a sunday scares me just like walking into a costco over the weekend
0: oh girl you gotta be brave you really gotta be i could walk
2: into a haunted house but walking into a costco on a saturday brace yourself
0: especially if you need more than like you can carry Mm because honestly if you're like mobile Mm -hmm. in a costco you're good you're good but if you're trapped behind those massive carts with your own massive cart that you're going to be in there for three hours minimum oh for sure Mm.
2: absolutely with your brand muffins i know and your variety pack (laughs) that
0: kirkland brand gets it i
2: know all right guys So we've been thinking about what to do today for this little episode, and I have been doing some awesome research, interviewing some amazing people. um, Just to forewarn you guys, in our future episodes, we're gonna be doing a lot of interviews. I love it. And we're probably gonna be taking some trips, too. I love it. Oh, yeah. So uh, we're gonna do an awesome walking tour of haunted Burbank. We are gonna end up at the famous warner brothers studios yes. we got some haunted tales connected to that studio guys you definitely don't want to miss it so we're not going to say grab your favorite tennis shoes because we're in the valley
0: and it's on fire <laughs> and so it's honestly, on fire seriously
2: where's fall what happened with fall? Because I it's like ninety eight degrees, and I am crying and desperately awaiting to wear a sweater.
0: I know. I just have been doing it. I've been grabbing a <laughs> sweater sweat to wipe it. the to wipe my sweat. Like, I don't care. <laughs> it's fall. I'm wearing this like you're dying. I,
2: mean, I don't care. And I don't care. Hold on. No. Just hold my purse. I need to take off my sweater and squeeze the yeah. sweat out. Yeah, Autumn that's pretty much what it is. Season,
0: and we really don't have it, so I just kind of have to. Force I know.
2: Mm hmm. And it's hot. It's hot. Today and yesterday was really
0: hot. And LA is literally on fire. It's it is the whole city. It, I, don't know. It, I went on the a Griffith. couple
2: of weeks ago. It was on fire. So well, I went on the
0: Griffith Griffith Park hike last week. Uh huh. And like at the peak, you look and literally in every direction that I looked, there was a fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, well, because it's like the highest peak, uh-huh. so you can literally see the entire basin oh and the entire God. valley, and like all the way to Burbank. And, like, if it's really clear, you can see, like, fucking Big Bear right in the distance. Uh And you can just see all the plumes of smoke. It's really, actually, really kind of terrifying. It was. Then yesterday, there was one, like, literally at Forest Lawn. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? That is so (laughs) close. Like, I don't know if anyone has a map out, but, like, from where Tammy and I live to Forest Lawn is, like, a stone's throw away. I was very. That's where
2: MJ MJ is buried. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Michael Jackson. Chumar. All
0: right. All right. <laughs> Not in peace. That's right. I said it. Controversial. Every time he comes on at the gym, I'm like, change this song.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I know. Bless. Bless. Well, let's get started with our little haunted tour. Let's do it. We got some. Uh, we got our fanny packs. We're gonna call an Uber. Yes. We have our little iced coffee and our <laughs> towels just to wipe the sweat and our stunner shades because it's sunny outside in, in the valley, of course. All right, guys. So what we're we gonna do? We're gonna hit Woodbury Ooh. University. Do you know where that is? Uh, the
0: area. Yeah. Okay. I had so a friend you... that did a show there. Oh, really? Mm-hmm.
2: So Woodbury is off of seventy-five hundred Glen Oaks Boulevard. So it's a little further out in Burbank area. And it's a little private university, and it all starts with this woman, Mother Cabrini.
0: Damn. Yes.
2: She was the first American canonized as a saint by the Roman Catholic Church. Damn. Get she Get a girl. I know. She lived and performed some of her work in the Verdugo Mountains above Burbank at a preventorium. She started for poor girls. So she dies in 1917 and was Beautified in 1938, and in 1946 was canonized as the patron saint of immigrants.
0: Amazing.
2: Yes, get it, girl. So in 1906, Mother Cabrini bought 120 acres for a woman to buy that much land back then. That was a pretty big deal. Yeah. So she buys 120 acres of Burbank land doted with uh, olive trees and grapevines, and over the years structures have you know pretty much come and gone according to the needs of the various entities occupying the property such as Villa Cabrini Academy the Lutheran High School Association of Southern California even the Chiropractic Associated Practices of Educational Foundation and the Cal Arts Institute. Love it obsessed. Mm-hmm. So Woodbury University comes in, they purchased 22 acres of the property in 1986 and renovated the former chapel to house its beautiful library. So have you, um, if anyone's ever gone to their library, it's really, really beautiful. It does have a chapel feel, but it's gorgeous. Now the dark wood ceiling was sandblasted and stained white to lighten the room. And as you enter the library, as we cross this threshold from the circulation area, the closets to the left and right were originally the confessional booths. Now the rooms on either side of the chapel housed um, the ranks of pipes for the organs and these rooms are now used to store microfilm and archive materials. Now the upstairs loft area of the library is now used as a study area, which was once the choir area. Now, left in place during the renovation was the original Italian chandeliers, which were refurnished to their original brass and steel, the terrazzo tile flooring, and the upper level stained glass windows. Amazing. So, yes, it looks like the inside of you know, maybe Elton John's, like, mansion. One of sure. his McMansions, of G- course. Yeah. Now, but the school <laughs> Now the school is so beautiful and has been the setting for famous shows. So, are you a big fan of The Office? Yes. Yes. So, it's been used in The Office, Criminal Minds, The Wonder Years, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and oh, the yes. film, the horror film Truth or Dare. Ooh. So, what is the ghost story attached to Woodbury? Well... According to legend, it is said that there is a bell tower on campus where people have claimed to have seen a woman who looks like a nun roam around the tower. Now, I'm sure people are thinking like, oh, my God, the nun, like the nun in the Uh movie. (laughs) No, not necessarily. Legend has it that um, whenever you hear the bells of the tower ring, it's the ghost of Mother Cabrini herself ringing them. Damn. That is the legend. Now, Mother Cabrini. There's like
0: some unpaid intern who's like, bitch, that's me every day. I'm ringing those bells. It's not a ghost. Who's spreading this legend? I love that.
2: I like dressing up like a nun. Some poor freshman
0: is like, I'm doing this for credit. (laughs) Why are they saying that? Hilarious. It's rush week. Sorry. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes, it is. It's always rush week at Hollywood Paranormal. There
2: you go. Now, Mother Cabrina has also been sighted within the aisles of the Woodbury Library. So people have claimed that certain parts of the library feel tranquilly eerie, and there's a feeling of being watched, and students have claimed they've seen a woman dressed as a nun roam the aisles of the library.
0: Amazing and terrifying. (laughs) Even
2: after the library's been closed, uh, people in this study area, which was once the choir area, have said that they've seen a woman coming in and out of that area dressed as a nun.
0: Damn. Yeah. Does the school still employ nuns? Do you know? Because that's in, that is that's a good even question. creepier if you don't. like. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like if there were nuns, I yeah. don't think they would either. And honestly, I don't know many nuns who wear full habits anymore necessarily. No. But I always wonder, like, you know how if you see a bunch of things, uh-huh. your brain, like, maybe it's like they see something. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, it's like a nun that's working there, but not, like if there's no nuns that work there, that's even creepier. I don't think there's no
2: <gasps> any of them. Because so it's creepy. it's a private sector, like right. we private, so I don't think there's any of them. Like if you go to like a Loyola University, like mm-hmm. the one I went to in New Orleans, um, it was also ran by Jesuits mm-hmm. and um we had priests that would come and go and a couple of nuns that didn't have like the traditional habits or anything. They yeah. had like the yeah, cute I don't little think it's like quite as common and no no, it's like it's a little more contemporary now.
0: Yeah, and I guess it would probably depend on the order, but
2: mm-hmm. interesting. They're millennial nuns, I, ooh, you know? Love it. Ooh, don't you like that?
0: You know what I actually really love too mm. is that weirdly the early church, little church history, was like this weirdly like feminist thing mm-hmm. where like a woman, like you were saying, had like all of this power because of being a nun. Yeah, that sort of like was a shield that protected her from she
2: was protected by religion Yeah, where like yeah. women
0: who like weren't married did not have as much autonomy yeah right and it's like this weird reverse thinking where like oh like you're a nun you have no rights right you're married to christ and the church and like within the structure of the church yes that's only a certain level that you can rise to as a woman mm-hmm. but at the time like you're saying in the 20s it's like this weird thing where they're like able to purchase property and yeah. like get an education and like oh, teach absolutely. at like a university level because of their like faith essentially. I don't know. I just I always find that like really fascinating. No, it is fascinating. That like being a vocational nun was like a legitimately solid career choice for women. Power of the habit. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Get it, girls. Nun power. Nun power.
2: Mm-hmm. 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 All right, guys. Nah. <laughs> now we're gonna hop onto the Uber again. Yes. We're gonna, we're gonna you know grab a couple patty melts and maybe yes. you know a milkshake or two.
0: I'm not doing sugar right now. Oh, you do very la keto. I'm Picado? I don't, no not really. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just not sugar pretty much and vegetables all the time. And <laughs> like a
2: stevia for me.
0: Ooh, right smart. Now. I love that. You know what the hardest part has been? I haven't been able to have a pumpkin cold brew in like six weeks i know girl
2: hold on a moment of silence
0: <laughs> i know a moment
2: of silence for price how do you feel are you okay do you need um, to talk about it
0: um yeah i'm just in a very vulnerable place right now <laughs> <laughs> would it make you feel better if you
2: just hold on to my iced coffee real quick i'm good thank okay you. are you sure it's I, here i don't know if it's here for support i know
0: this. i know I'm sorry. That's so ridiculous. All right, guys, we're
2: going to hop this Uber <laughs> and avoid going to a Starbucks because Bryce cannot do... Oh, no, I'm still <laughs> drinking black
0: coffee. Like, <laughs> okay, good. Let's be very clear. But I'm not an insane person. You could person.
2: let him smell the pumpkin spice.
0: <laughs> I honestly think if I didn't drink coffee, I would
2: die. <laughs> no. No, put it in an IV, stick it in my arm and call it a to. day, seriously. To. So we're going to go to the Coral Cafe, guys. Ooh. It's a little further out, but we're going to start further out. I would say in the cusp right there by uh, North Hollywood, uh, off of Lancashire and Burbank. So we're gonna go to the Coral Cafe, and why? Well, there is supposedly a ghost (gasps) at the Coral Cafe, and that's what people kind of want to believe, explained by uh, Peter Varnes, one of the Burbank diner's managers. So um, there is a video that was released in 2006, and it's a CCTV footage of this man that's cleaning. He's mopping the floors in the diner because the diner is open 24 seven. Mm. And um, around four sixteen AM, you see in the CCTV footage like what looks like these two dark orbs kind of manifest into what looks like an apparition of a woman.
0: Oh my God. And it's
2: following this poor man that's trying to clean the floors. And you can see like the man turns around at one point and he looks at this apparition and he's kind of like spooked. So,
0: oh my God,
2: (laughs) it's on YouTube. I don't know if you want to hear. You want me to pull it up real quick? Here, we're gonna pull it up, guys. Let's listen to the fear (laughs) and Bryce's live reaction of me screaming. (laughs) All right, here we go. Oh my God. I'm gonna post this on our Instagram. Yes. All right. So here it is.
0: Oh my God.
2: (gasps) Don't you don't you see that? It, it just like
0: tor- Oh my god <laughs> Ew uh.
2: I'm laughing because I'm so nervous about this Like I don't know if it's like legit Or if it's I mean 4.16am in the morning It's kind of close oh, to witching Oh I, my yeah. god I don't but know that last it. panel yeah. does seem
0: a little mm.
2: But you see he kind of is like What the fuck is behind me
0: Oh, I do not like that I don't like that it's following him
2: Right and he's the only one in the uh, in the place. Gross,
0: gross, gross. gross.
2: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's a pretty intense video, guys. So we're going to post it on our Instagram so you guys can take a look at it. So here's the thing. Coral Cafe has stood in the same Burbank location since 1957 when it was opened by its original owners, Danny and Irene Frydokowski, a married couple who kept the diner until selling it to cousins John Leosis and Tom Varanas oh. in 1990. Now, it's neon green and coral sign Signs boldly in an otherwise quiet neighborhood of Burbank where there are yards with lawns and plenty of parking unlike West Hollywood of course yes. and um, when the streets are dark at night in Burbank you could definitely see the Coral Cafe sign light up brightly. I love that. Now I've gone inside, I've eaten there before, I've even asked a couple of the workers there and this one hostess that I was talking to, I was like hey is it true that this place is haunted? She said well I haven't seen or felt anything because I usually work during the day but I know that some People at night have claimed that they felt some things like um, chairs will kind of be, you know, they'll move around by themselves, dishes will clank by themselves when they're left on the table. So there is something there, they just don't know what it is.
0: I wonder too if there's like manifested energy, like how you said people want it to be. A-
2: yeah, or maybe it's something that people have brought in.
0: Oh, interesting.
2: Because if <laughs> it's a it's a bit of a, you know, a grease spoon kitchen, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some pretty rough people that go in there, especially if it's open past midnight. Mm-hmm. Think about the people that go in there past Look, nothing, midnight. nothing good
0: happens after midnight. No. So, like, go to bed. Go to Taco Bell. Don't text that person that you're getting ready to text. <laughs> go to sleep. Because nothing good happens after midnight. Do not go to this cafe. They're going to hate me. They're like, just stop ruining our customers. They're like, But
1: <laughs> facts are facts, America.
0: I don't know what to tell you. <laughs>
2: So yeah, I, I mean, Lord knows what was probably brought mm-hmm. there, and it probably just stayed there.
0: Look, if you're gonna haunt somewhere, I think a diner is pretty high on the list for me. Right, like, being like around that food, I uh-huh. love diner food. I need
2: to like it. go haunt a Dupars or something. Oh yeah. yeah, especially the pies. Oh yeah, mm, I love that. I'm all about
0: that too. I, mm-hmm. I feel like haunting like the place you worked, like ugh, sad.
2: Yeah, we'll get into that very, very soon. Actually, we're going to go down the street, guys. We're going to hit Magnolia Boulevard yes. because this is a really interesting street. And I happen to have a ghost story of my own that happened at Ace Vacuum and Sewing. Damn. Talk about, you know, going Close back to home. Talking, yeah. Back. Talking about, like, going back to work in the afterlife this is the story of Frank and oh, no. we sent the story to Two Girls on the Bench for their Halloween right. episode hey. so it's um, it's on their list guys if you go and subscribe to Two Girls on the Bench they're one of our Potter and friends I love them. but they did a really awesome like I think it was a two or three part series of like just ghost stories that they collected from other Potter and friends as well us included so In short, this is what had happened. In February of 2019, I was picking up a sewing machine from Ace Vacuum and Sewing, and they're located on 2916 West Magnolia Boulevard. Shout out. Shout out. And it's a very small shop. It's right next to one of our favorite coffee shops, Palm Coffee.
0: Yes.
2: And, um, And I, you know, was sitting in my car after, you know, the manager came in and helped me load the machine into my car and uh, there was a lot of traffic. So I was like waiting in the car and I was just doing a TikTok video, which is what you guys have seen on our Instagram. Mm. And just to kill the time, I didn't have to rush back home. I didn't have to go back to work. I was like, oh, I could just like chill here until traffic subsides. So um, I record the video, I review the video and then there's this part where I'm wearing sunglasses and in the frame where I'm wearing sunglasses, I see a face on the lens of my sunglasses and I keep on going back to the frame and then I finally screenshot it and I zoomed in. It's a face of an old man.
0: Oh my God.
2: And he's wearing these big sunglasses. He has this like bald head and like a scruffy beard and I'm just thinking to myself like, wait, no one was around me. No one was parked in front or behind me. No one was walking anywhere around my car. The only movement is the traffic way on my left mm-hmm. side, but there's not a soul around me.
0: oh so or i am f- was there was
2: there pew, pew, <laughs> pew, pew, <laughs> pew, pew, so i go home i'm kind of freaking out and i'm thinking this is something like attached to me mm. like what happened so in my car i'm like look whatever i captured on this video you're not welcome in my safe space just to protect myself so i sent the picture to a couple of my friends who are paranormal investigators and they were perplexed they were just like i don't know what that is tammy that is something it's kind of freaky where were you? And I told them, look, I was on this busy street. It's a place with shops. And they're like, I mean, is the shop haunted? I'm like, it's a vacuum and sewing machine repair shop. But then again, it is old Burbank. So maybe the next day I decided to contact the shop and I have good rapport with them. Mm. So I spoke with the manager and I was like, Jason, I'm coming from a good place here. And I'm, and I'm serious about this. Um, do you have anything weird that's happened in the shop? and he said without any hesitation yes that things have been moving in and out of the shelves things would fall off the shelves when he's in the back of the shop things would it sounds like someone's rummaging through things in the front of the house and they have their stations in the back of the shop where they do their repairs their tools are always there set on their station sometimes those tools will go missing and end up in the front of the house for no apparent reason and i asked him you know is it in relation to the vintage machines because they have some on display mm. and he said no it's frank i'm like what
0: you named it
2: you named it (laughs) like who's frank who's frank he said frank used to work here oh my god and frank died three years ago
0: whoa and i
2: i asked him i'm like what what did frank look like bald big sunglasses and before he can say the rest i was like scruffy beard he said yeah I'm like, Jason, I need to bring this picture to you tomorrow. I don't know how to explain it to you, but I mm. capture something in front of your shop after you helped me load the machine into my car. And he said, yeah, just come on by. So the next day I go to the shop. I showed him and the owner dragging the picture. And it was as though they literally saw a ghost.
0: I mean, which, like, Loki, they did. Yeah. Let
2: me tell you about these two guys. Mm. Like, they're two Tall, buff men,
0: like go on, yeah,
2: <laughs> and they are like tatted up. They they're n- not the type of guys I would bullshit you. You know, they're coming in to do a job, and that's it. And when I showed him this picture, it was as though like their face. It looked like they are they just saw an old friend. Yeah, it was kind of bittersweet, but then it was also very shocking because they were like, that's Frank. They were so shocked. And then I told him, look, I captured this out in my car. I just want to know why. And they were, they were like, we don't know why, but he's been here ever since he passed. And I asked them, like, did he pass in this shop? And Jason goes on to tell me that um, Frank had walking pneumonia he didn't know he had it
0: oh my god he
2: thought he was really sick but this guy was so ride or die for his job that he would go to work even if he was like you know on his last leg on his last breath he would still make it to work he loved his job
0: that's right surprise (laughs) socialist rant incoming (laughs) it's so sad because like he i'm sure he did love his job he probably felt like he couldn't Myth, you know what I mean like so many people like I can't afford true. to get sick I can't afford to get sick I can't afford to get sick
2: true that. yeah
0: oh my god
2: but you know genuinely he liked being around yeah, these I two love that. guys you I know love that. that's what I got from Jason like he led a very tough life he was a recovering alcoholic wow a recovering drug addict which is why his body was left very vulnerable to this and it took him the way it did. So Jason tells me that he was the last person that he was the last person that Frank spoke to right before his death. What ended up happening is uh, Jason gets a call from Frank. Oh my God. And he's he's like, oh, Frank was running late, you know, which is not like mm. him because he literally lived around the corner he would bike to work. So Frank told him, hey, I'm not feeling that well, but I'm still on my way, I'm halfway there. And Jason's like, yeah, just take your time, we'll see you soon. And he said literally like 10, 15 minutes after he got off the phone with him, he sees ambulances, cop cars, oh, no. a fire truck, and he's like, what the hell happened? And it turned out that they were going to Frank's body because after he got off the phone with Jason, he his heart gave out and he collapsed in the middle of the street. So his heart just... Oh, my God. It just couldn't... Yeah, his body just... It just went into shock and he had cardiac arrest oh because God. of the pneumonia, yeah. So he, he pretty much died on the way to work. And ever Ugh. since then strange things were happening in the shop so they would hear what sounds like footsteps were in the back of the room if one of them was in the shop they would call out like hey is that you dragon is that you Jason nothing and they would hear what sounds like voices in the back it sounds like a man's voice and things would be thrown off the shelves and then finally you know Jason was like one day I just said Frank do you mind and it stopped so they knew it was Frank
0: holy shit
2: they knew it was him.
0: That's crazy.
2: Yeah, so I I was like, well, "Why do you think he was Why do you think he was like showing himself to me?" That's so weird. Has this ever happened to you? He's like, "This has never happened. Like you're the first person that has caught something like this of Frank. Like we've heard things, we felt yeah. things, but we never actually have seen
0: it." I mean, maybe that has something to do with like either him sensing that you're someone who is Mm-hmm. more open
2: and that's what Jason said he said well you do this because yeah. while we while I was there I was doing the live um, Instagram feed and you know um, people were asking questions and I asked him like what do you think and he said well because you do this stuff mm-hmm. you know you dabble in this stuff and maybe you know you're a little more open or maybe he just you know thought cute girl and wanted to say hi what lord knows what I was like yeah I like that too <laughs> that's the only
0: possible <laughs> but answer but no
2: matukas you know yeah. it's fine um but yeah, it was just it was just so well. And I wonder, if, like,
0: you know, if he has shown himself to other people who aren't who aren't looking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so they don't notice or they're not aware. They're closed off or blocked or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So it's like, or maybe he sensed it, or maybe he's just a new ghost and he doesn't know how to do it yet.
2: He's like, what are you doing there on that yeah. that, that one phone? Yeah. Like he was so old school. He had a flip phone. He had his bike. <laughs> he it. was like. He had his pawpaw glasses. That was one thing that was really that was really cool about this interaction with these two guys and Frank is that it was a little bit morbid, but in the end, it mm. felt like a memorial for him because they were sharing so many stories about yeah, this man and amazing. it was very bittersweet. And it was like, they were really friends with him. Yeah, they were they were that. his friends and I could see why and understand why Frank loved where he worked. That's amazing. Yeah. And maybe, and you know, this is my takeaway from it. I felt like cause I'm sharing it right now I just feel like Frank led a very lonely life Mm. and I feel that maybe he wanted his story to be told Mm. he wanted people to know that he lived a very tough life and he existed Mm. you know so Mm. yeah so I left there with a little ghost acquaintance cause every time I go to Palms every time I'm around and every time I pass Ace I always stop to Mm. say hi to Frank I love that yeah I just say a little prayer for him I say what's up Sometimes I even take pictures and, like, maybe I could capture him again. Yeah, And that's it. Yeah.
0: Damn. That's crazy.
2: That's my story of Frank. And, you know, I'll never forget him.
0: From sewing machines to spirits. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We got
2: them all in Burbank. Yes. All right, guys. So we're going to walk a little further down. To one of our favorite places in Burbank, and it's the Bearded Lady uh, s- Shop and the Mystic Museum. If you're ever in and around the Burbank area and you love curiosities about Ouija boards, tarot cards, palmistry, or maybe insects or bat taxidermies,
0: sure. <laughs> or Who doesn't?
2: Are you looking for spooky vintage photos, books, artifacts on the occult, or have a love for horror movies? or you're just looking to buy some beautiful dark art, the Bearded Ladies Mystic Museum has it all. And what makes the museum stand out from the rest, aside from its stellar horror installation, it's haunted.
0: Of course it is. (laughs) It's
2: pretty haunted.
0: You had me at old photos. (laughs) Those are for sure haunted. What? Yes. what?
2: So they have a lot of old artifacts in that little museum. They have a collection of old Ouija boards. They have a lot of vintage pieces that it, from other mediums Mm. and their in-house mystic, mystic Dylan, what's up? That there's a lot of energy attached to those things so um last year i spoke to eric who's one of the owners so it's him and kiko they run and they own the mystic museum and bearded lady um we tried having an interview with him in october but because our schedules were so opposite we couldn't so according to eric there's a lot of little apparitions there a lot of energies that are attached to certain items in Mm -hmm. the shop
0: Yes, I've seen Annabelle. Go on.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, they they do have a doll.
0: No, absolutely not. Oh, my God. I will be on the sidewalk outside. I'm not doing
2: that. So they have this little mantle inside the back of a museum where they have their installation. And according to Dylan, there is a man that's attached to that mantle. And he's a man in his 30s. He lived in the 40s. And he used to be a bouncer. So he pretty much looks after the museum uh-huh. and he watches over everything so he's like I was a little protective up to be
0: scared but that's actually kind of cute
2: well it's going to get scary there it is
0: <laughs> thought that might be coming yes
2: so kiko bought a witch statue from an estate sale and it was from an old movie lot and ever since they got this witch things started happening, like little mischievous poltergeist-esque things started happening in the shop. So things would fall off the shelves, Um, there would be weird knocks, unusual cold spots, and according to Dylan, it's a spirit of an old woman that's attached to this specific uh, specific statue. So yeah, no one has seen her, but she definitely likes to make her presence known mm-hmm. by doing little mischievous things. Why do you
0: think some spirits, in a slight tangent, um, manifest physically and some choose not to? Just
2: that is a good question. I feel like some spirits, you know, depending on how much energy they can absorb,
0: interesting,
2: can uh, can manifest into anything. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes they could be little balls of lights, which are called orbs. Mm-hmm. They could be even little smoky mists.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. The bass is Our neighbors
2: are definitely doing some sort of like rave or dubstep downstairs because my feet are feeling the vibrations. If
0: you're not having a rave at five o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, what are are you doing?
2: doing? Listening to us, of course. Yeah, naturally. And we
0: (laughs) rave harder than anybody.
2: (laughs) But yeah, I mean, like if you look at the different types of manifestations or different types of... entities like mm. there's you know full body entities yeah. there's mists there's um orbs as well there's outlines there's also shadow people shadow figures so mm-hmm.
0: don't love that last one
2: and sometimes like they just you know like to be in the corner they don't like to show themselves
0: yeah.
2: it's you know different hypothesis yeah. there's not one set answer I'm sure people like no I have the answer well sure. I'm sure there's a lot of different hypotheses ab- about that and they
0: all probably have like a basis in reality because just how no two people are the same like I assume no two spirits would be the same either so like mm-hmm. you and I like different things we would probably be different kinds of ghosts yes you'll I be, would be very a... lazy <laughs> just like I don't know I guess I'm an orb today
2: <laughs> I would be a vision of a tall venti iced coffee yes. of course oh yeah I'm for sure haunting Starbucks. <laughs> it's fine. Another entity that tends to roam around the Mystic Museum is an entity of a little girl. Now, Mm. Eric had explained to me on an Instagram live feed a year ago that he had a very interesting yet scary experience Mm -hmm. when he was closing the shop. So there were stories that were circulating from him, no, from Kiko and another girl that was also another um, partner of the shop. So they would tell him, I think, You know, I think there's a a spirit of a little girl that likes to, like, run around and giggle. And Kiko has even seen her, like, Mm -hmm. seen, like, a part of her, like, running Mm -hmm. um, past a doorway. So what they believe is that she's connected to this door that separates the museum from the shop. And it's a door that they bought at a sale. It's an old physician's door. It's wooden and has glass. It does. It looks like something that you would see in an old doctor's office, you know? So um, according to Eric, one night when he was closing, he was closing by himself, he hears the sound of little pitter patter of feet, mm-hmm. like like a child running. Mm-hmm. And he thought, oh, is someone in the museum? and someone like, you know, they haven't exited. So he walks around the museum and no one's there. And then he hears what sounds like a laughter of a child. Yeah. And then he notices there's this tall table. He sees this head bobbing. Like he sees like this little outline of a head peek out from um, underneath the table and he bolts and jets out. He's like, that was it. I'm done. He got so freaked out. He got super freaked out. He's like, I'm not. No, we're not doing this. He he was so spooked that night. He was like it just I could tell he was messing with me and I just didn't want to be. messed with."
0: Yeah. No.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So he was freaked out. Um, Another thing, too, that they have in the shop is a stuffed animal that belongs to a little boy. And several mediums that have gone inside the museum claim that it's um, a little boy energy that is attached to the doll and it could be confused for the little girl.
0: Mm. So
2: because people have heard a child laughing, they really haven't seen a full body apparition of the girl
0: interesting yeah maybe they're
2: friends <laughs> maybe maybe you never know but according to eric the and kiko the spirits are very comfortable there mm. and even mystic dylan has said that they don't want to leave the shop because they feel very very comfortable in that space interesting they feel very welcome they're very much attached to you know the museum itself and kiko and eric respect them mm. and they respect kiko and eric and in a way they are watching the shop for them too yeah Um, I was there doing a paranormal investigation with Bloody Mary, who was the voodoo queen of New Orleans, and we were doing an EVP session, and it was myself and 12 other people in this room.
0: Damn.
2: And I kid you not, during the investigation, there was... Sorry, Mia's playing with her little toy. (laughs) Hilarious. During the investigation, there was this shelf, and it had um, a card on a little on a little easel Mm -hmm. and um she asked the question you know we're talking to the spirit of the little girl or maybe the woman attached to the witch statue if you know if that's you that's been making you know things fall from the shelves or for those phantom knocks can you do something can you move something can you speak into this mic can you um maybe make something fall off the shelf and sure enough the card on the easel flips off of the easel and off of the shelf
0: Damn. and it lands
2: onto the floor and oh my god all of us witnessed this in the room like myself and 12 other people yeah. we saw this happen like it, it there was no cause for it we even tried to debunk it we're like is there a vent I mean, did you bump into the shelf? Nothing. You know, it was like this force literally grabbed the card and just flipped it off the easel and Weird. onto the floor. It You could hear. Oh, yeah, it was. I saw it. I was like, it, that thing looks like it's going to move. Like, what is that? And then pff, it just falls off the shelf.
0: Oh, my God. So,
2: yeah. Now. I was there a couple of weeks ago. We're going to listen to her, this little interview. This little interview with Vanessa, who is a part-time worker at the Mystic Museum. And it seems like Kiko and Eric keep on buying things. Oh, my God. And these things are manifesting some sort of energy in there and vanessa and some other workers have been experiencing some strange ongoings so this is my interview with vanessa since i wasn't able to interview Mm -hmm. eric Mm -hmm. and kiko so we're going to listen to that right now
3: hi my name is vanessa i work at mystic museum and this is my ghost story so i started working at mystic museum like a month ago Uh, i used to come in all the time. But as I started working here, uh, we had um, another employee that uh, would tell me that when I when we would go and open together, um, he would find Ouija boards on the floor. No. Yeah,
2: that's right. You guys have a collection of Ouija boards here, right?
3: Yeah. So we used to have them standing up uh, on a table in the center of the store, and it was before the doors were open. He started taking photos because I didn't believe him and I thought he was just trying to punk with me because I'm you. Uh, so uh, he showed me the photos of like the days that I'd come into work before I'd get here that there was Ouija boards on the floor. So um, that day that he showed me, there was a lady in the store and I was thinking about it and I was like, oh, like he's just joking, whatever. So... Um, as I was thinking about it, it's funny because it, one of them fell mm-hmm. in the center of the store. So I was like, that's just coincidental. Like Maybe it was just the way it was like standing or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was a stack of four. And um, as I walk to pick it up, I bend over, get it, and the, the rest of the stack falls on my head. Oh, so my God. Them, <laughs> Were you okay? I was definitely fine. <laughs> just more of the scare
2: do you think it was an initiation like welcome to the mystic museum
3: (laughs) definitely definitely so the lady that was in here she screamed Mm -hmm. ran out and she never came back and there was also two guys in the store when that happened and they were freaked out because they were they told me those boards didn't slide off the table which Mm -hmm. they would since they were leaning he was like they went like the opposite direction so they fell (gasps) so he so they were like that's freaking weird and uh we had a rental one time and the store was essentially empty it was just us and then like um like you know the party that was renting the store and that night I kept seeing the apparition of a man from behind the counter oh my god I, I heard
2: about this apparition
3: yeah um he was trying to open the cases so I saw him three times that night the first time I was behind our counter and I thought from the corner of my eye I saw someone trying to op- open up our jewelry case that has like morning jewelry mm-hmm. and as I look up I was like oh hello and there was nobody there. What did he look like? Um, definitely um, I couldn't see his face but I saw his torso and his arms and his hands Oh my god! but from like his Like arms, He looked like he was, like, late 20s. I saw a white shirt and, like, khaki Mm -hmm. uh, pants. Um, So I look up. No one was there. The the second time that night, I was ringing somebody up. And I thought I saw someone trying to grab our tip jar from uh, the counter. Oh, hell no. (laughs) Don't fuck with my money. (laughs) The crazy thing is that uh, the lady. No, they got it. The crazy thing is that the lady that was ringing up, she turned at the same time I did because she thought she saw someone, like, a hand. Yes, so she, you got validation. Definitely. And then at the end of the night, uh, I was with Eric, who's the owner of Mystic yeah. Museum. Uh, he was standing by our front door, and I was leaning against our counter, and we thought we saw somebody trying to walk from the rental that was going on mm-hmm. to the store, so this little hallway that's right here and uh i heard footsteps and i look to my to my left thinking that there was someone coming in and there was no one there and i turned to eric and i'm like you know what this is the third time today i keep seeing this guy and eric was like yeah i, I saw exactly what you saw too.
2: you got that validation i've spoken to eric before and he's had a heap of stories attached to this place and it's not just the place it's more like the artifacts here that were purchased and like i think it was movie uh warehouses or like paramount or fox studios like they bought a couple of items that may have brought in some attachments
3: definitely um we had a medium mia morte in here Mm -hmm. and uh i was telling her that i keep finding items on the floor like when I know I just passed there and there was nothing there before oh no so um, she told me that uh, there's definitely a spirit of a man that's in the store and that she's uh, trying to find out what items it was exactly that he was attached to I have a feeling I think I know which one it is I think it's one inside our morning, our morning jewelry box that kind of really? looks like really yeah
2: no way yeah oh my god <laughs> And it's like the sa- like almost resembles the same man that you saw yeah, around the bar.
3: Definitely. He's trying
2: to look for liquor. 20 years old, think about it. <laughs> yeah, so
3: I think that's who it is. Um, but yeah, I give him attention, so I'm easily scared too, I guess.
2: <laughs> I think he likes to purposely pull people's tails and stuff. I think he does it on purpose to scare and get a rise out of everyone.
3: Definitely. Uh, Mia told me he liked me. Oh, them. that's good. That's good. <laughs> He's, he, he just gotta be like No toques. <laughs> like, no Defin- definitely, I can speak to him in Spanish. No problem. Whatever he likes. But <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want Ouija boards thrown at my head anymore. <laughs> oh my
2: gosh! I mean, people are afraid of Ouija boards to operate them. Now you got to duck to you know avoid them. <laughs> here in the shop. Well, thank you so much for sharing your ghost stories attached to the Mystic Museum. Yep,
3: it's only been a month, so hopefully, I I think it will calm down.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we're going to be also interviewing um, Eric and um, is it. Kiko, right? Kiko. Kiko that are they are the owners of the Mystic Museum and the Bearded Lady Boutique, which is located right off of Magnolia Boulevard in Burbank. And they have a slew of ghost stories of their own attached to other entities, not just the gentleman, but also there's a little girl entity and yes. I think another one, too, that I've even heard and seen and witnessed. Yeah. There's a lot of crazy stuff that you guys here have here, and this, aside from oddities, but you literally have ghosts. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um... Eric told me he forgot to tell me when I applied that this place was haunted. So (laughs) I found out on my own. Score! (laughs) For me, I've been like,
2: where can I, when can I start? When can I begin? (laughs) Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. I mean, she's close to the 90 days. So (laughs) if you survive working there, you can survive anywhere. It's
0: time for a raise. Um, I had a customer... Well, I use that term incorrectly. I had a person come into the Chipotle that I worked at and Uh steal our tip jar when I was (gasps) working there. No. It is the angriest I've ever been in my life. I would be, too. She, like, came, and she was homeless, not to – The Chipotle (laughs) that I worked at had a very – it was, like, right by the red line train stop. Yeah. So there was a lot of transient friends. So basically, it was like my entire job was like fighting people over whether or not I would give them the restroom code. Oh, no. And once you've had to scrub shit off the walls, literal shit, you get real <laughs> oh sassy no. real quick. So people would be like, I can I have that. the code? I'm like, no, you can't. And they'd be like, what? I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, even people who had come through, I'd be like, oh no, God. it was on your receipt. Like, if you didn't keep your receipt, I'm not giving it to you. <gasps> mm-hmm. I was crazy. I hated working there. Hated it. It was awful yeah well where you work
2: too was like yeah there's a lot of transients a lot lot. so this woman
0: she like came in and she was like pretending like she was gonna order something oh no and i'm like sitting there and then she grabs it and i reached around the counter and grabbed her (gasps) i like i felt like a surge of rage in my body and it scared me so much that i like let go because i was going to like hurt her I was like ready to throw her to the ground okay what it, like, if it was a instinct, ghost brace it wasn't it was i touched it, it let's was say a, it hypothetically was a yeah
2: <laughs> if you're working at chipotle and an entity walks in and you're trying to take your tip jar would you
0: yeah i would fight a ghost <laughs> yes yeah fuck that we
2: got some salt in the back bitch yeah. are you ready yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's 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 all I could think of The you whole think time of I was the, like listening like, I was like, the tip jar I've, like I've fought worked. over a tip jar, that's gotta count for something. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: But yeah, the, I mean, like the stories that are attached to this place and like her experiences and her validation. Like I people, know the
0: validation is huge.
2: Yeah. People witnessed it.
0: Yeah. People.
2: And I saw those boards and, I, and I'm like, they have a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. They can slide. But the way she showed me that how they fell over, it was like they fell forward, not under. Yeah. They didn't slide. They just like it was like someone pushed them forward to fall on top of her head.
0: That's insane.
2: Now I'm going to show you the picture of the guy oh, God. that she pointed out. So they have this new thing. It's like this glass case of these antiques. Now they're called mourning pins and they're the pictures of deceased individuals that have passed. So in Victorian times... I, I mean,
0: it's like they're just asking to be haunted. <laughs> like,
1: what?
2: I know. It, they're, it's like the, you know, adoptive home of, of, of spirits, wandering Hilarious. spirits. But there's this like case and she showed it to me and there's all these little pins... Of all these, you know, individuals that I'm assuming they have passed and moved on. So this is the guy that she pointed out. I'm gonna post it on our Instagram again.
0: Damn.
2: But I would be haunted by him. I wouldn't mind. Yeah, he's not bad looking. He's not bad looking at all. He could like,
0: you know, he could maybe talk as me. That's so creepy, though. You
2: could You have a nice cocktail. Talk yeah. about, you know, the afterlife.
0: Yes, I'm newly single, so yes, yes he we can. Go. I mean, do it what is L a, a, so girl, here we girl. are.
2: I know. I know. Rather date a ghost than a narcissist. There you are. Huh, <laughs> all there is. So yeah, it's. I mean pretty insane that's a new one that i've heard like i haven't heard of that one last year but this year when i was talking to her i'm like that's new that's
0: crazy she's like
2: yeah because this whole this whole case is new and i always see him around this case so
0: weird yeah that's fucking creepy i was
2: able to chat with her other co-worker the guy that witnessed the whole ouija board Mm -hmm. thing and he validated it as well
0: that's insane and
2: i asked him like is it true about this dude he's like i've seen it like i've seen him in the corner of my eye and it's always by that glass case damn Mm
0: mm-hmm or, so, the jar. or the tip job, Or the tip
2: So I highly recommend, guys, that you definitely go over to Mystic Museum. Go see their art installation. They have one of the evil dead that goes all the way up until the end of December. So yeah. you definitely should catch that out and definitely go support them. They're amazing. They're, you know, local business owners. They love horror. They love the macabre. And they're awesome. I love that. Hey. Mm-hmm. Now we are going to take a nice little Uber ride to warner brothers yes. and guys i'm so excited for this so warner brothers is located off of 3400 riverside drive and this studio is responsible for making ghostbusters and other famous horror film franchises like annabelle mm-hmm. the conjuring And so much more. Even La Llorona, they're responsible for that recent horror film as well. So before we go into the spooks, we'll go into a little history of it. Of course, so Warner Brothers Studios were founded in 1918 by the brothers Albert, Harry, Samuel, and Jack Warner. And they were the sons of Jewish parents who had immigrated from the US in the 1890s. So the three eldest brothers had started their careers in the music theater, no, the movie theater businesses, acquiring a movie projector. They would travel to these little towns in Pennsylvania and show little films on their projectors and, yeah. you know, charge people at the door. So they would travel throughout Pennsylvania and Ohio. And Sam and Albert Warner invested the money to promote the films The Life of an American Fireman and The Great Train Robbery opening their first theater, The Cascade, in Newcastle, Pennsylvania, in 1903. So in 1904, the Warners founded the Pittsburgh-based Duquancy Amusement and Supply Company for the distribution films. But by World War I, they were already producing their own films, eventually opening the Warner Brothers Studios on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood in 1918. So then um, through the 20s and the 30s, they expanded, they go to Burbank, Warner Brothers opens their huge lot in Burbank in the 1920s, and um, they built up one of the most prominent motion picture studios of the golden age of Hollywood. So directors like Daryl F. Zunek helped to build the studio's prestige in the area, um, especially with top actors of the time, such as John Perrymore, Douglas Fairbanks Jr. and Errol Flynn, and a gradual conversion from silent films to movies with sounds definitely came about. So they were the first production group to come out with the first film that had sound, which was really, really cool. So their movie, The Jazz Singer, starring Al um, Jolson, signaled the beginning of the era of um, talking pictures. However, after the death of Sam Warner, Jack becomes the sole head of production. And in the years to come, he ran the studio with an iron fist. So oftentimes he was, you know, firing actors who didn't want to work or causing problems and grief and other studio employees that were being lazy. Under his control, the studio expanded by acquiring other properties such as the Stanley Corporation, a major theater chain, and partial and eventual complete shares in rival First National Pictures. Harry's son, Lewis, became the manager of Warner Brothers Music, built from Brunswick Records. Today, the studio has expanded into massive, uh, a massive multi-billion dollar company branched out into TV cable and magazine industries, all under the Time Warner Corporation,
0: of course. Yes. And and you know how I love mega corporations.
2: <laughs> Do I smell a rant coming?
0: No. What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> what's uh, the point? Yes.
2: Now we can go into the hauntings. You yes. can definitely take tours of Warner yes. Brothers. Yes but you can also take an after hours tour.
0: I will not be doing that, but yes.
2: (laughs) Well, in the after hours tour, they'll take you to specific lots to have some unusual and unexplainable stories that have been documented by staff members, by security guards Mm. and other officials that they can't even explain. Wow. So according to a friend of mine who had taken the tour, um, I think last year, she said that it, it usually runs throughout October and November. Um, I think the cost of the tour is 56 or $59 and it's pretty much like, kind of like not a walking tour, but you go in a golf cart mm. and they Ooh. just travel. I know, so you're like, you know, driven throughout the lots. And Makes sense.
0: that The Warner Brothers lot is massive. Is
2: huge. It's huge. It's enormous. So the first place that we're going to stop is the Prop Warehouse. Love it. And, um,
0: of course, that's haunted. Down.
2: You are not going to want to sit through this, but sure, here sure, we are. Sure. <laughs> now, Warner Brothers has one of the largest prop warehouses in the area, and they're filled to the top with conceivable objects. One might need for a movie or a trilogy, and it is in my opinion that several of these objects are still retaining links with their former owners. Damn. Now, the objects have been collected from other studios, old museums, personal donations, and or collections from private individuals. A few assistants that have worked in the warehouse do not like to be there by themselves. According to staff members, shadows float through the shelves. Ugh. Faces watch from overhead and voices whisper from the shadows. Nope. Mm-hmm. People have felt like they're being watched and security guards have seen what looks like an image of a man in a navy hat and a fitted black shirt walking around the warehouse past hours on their security cameras.
0: Damn.
2: So they will come in thinking like, did someone break in? Like what's going on? They'll do a walkthrough. Nothing. Weird. And those are actual reports that they have collected. Now, oof. you're not going to like this one, guys. Well, <laughs> definitely you, Bryce. I was going
0: say, everyone else, I'm sure, is but loving if this. You're a fan, I'm dying. If
2: you're a fan of the Annabelle franchise, oh, God, no. You're going to love the Annabelle doll. Talk about Annabelle.
0: <laughs> look, I'll do a lot for Patrick <laughs> Wilson, but like, ooh.
2: But to look at this doll. Well, the prop doll, oh my the God. first one, Annabelle has a lot of weird juju, and you could find it in the prop warehouse.
0: I'm sure you could, and I will not be doing that. That's, of course it is. But
2: Annabelle has a problem. She doesn't like to be in her glass case.
0: Oh my God, stop. I'm gonna die.
2: Look, Annabelle is an independent woman, all right?
0: And I'm here for that as a feminist, (laughs) but also, please stay in your box.
2: Security footage... Oh my God. ...has actually
0: captured... No... You can hold my hand. Thank or you. Hold
2: my ice coffee. Yeah, right. Um, has captured lights flickering on and off in her case for no rhyme or reason. So starting in 2016, after the first film, mm. they put the doll in a case to put it on display for the tours. People wanted to see this doll. The lights started flickering. By 2017, the doll kept on falling out of the coll- of the glass case. It just would, for some reason be found on the on the floor they don't know why they don't know oh what happened but every time they would put her back in the case she would fall out of the case yes uh, a tour guide came across annabelle on one of the after bell uh, after hour tours so she's like oh annabelle's out of her case so she puts her back into the case as she's walking away continuing with her tour she looks down at her right wrist and she's like it's a little I feel like a prick or a pain and she has this like a a cut like this pierce on her right wrist and she's like there's something like pierce through my skin like she was kind of shocked about it Uh so she goes back and she looks at the doll she grabs the doll from the case she's trying to analyze it she's like is there a pin sticking out like what was that no no explanation for it so she kind of you know she was freaked out she put annabelle back into the case and she like took the door away from the warehouse
0: oh my god
2: yes so they've tried to wire her into the case and she still somehow manages to come
0: out of the case oh my god this is n- no
2: but that's not the only story that is attached of to the doll oh we'll my get god. to it later we'll get to it later but there's been a lot of weird ongoings with the franchise of Annabelle Mm -hmm. and the filming of the Conjuring movies. We'll touch on that very, very soon. We're going to move to the executive building. I think you're going to like this story a little more. Okay. Okay. So tour guides and security guards have seen and heard a lot in and around the building. Security guards really dislike making rounds inside and even outside this building. And why? Well, the second floor is pretty active with reports of shadow figures and noises of typewriters typing and papers being shuffled along with what sounds like the banging of filing cabinets past closing hours, yeah. So there is also a vision of a blonde woman dressed in white that can be seen on the second floor windows. She's beautiful, and her hair is dressed up in the perfect pin curls from the 40s.
0: Madonna, please get off the Warner Brothers lot. But like Madonna (laughs) did
2: sing a song about her. I love it. Betty Davis. Oh, my God. We love you.
0: Yes.
2: She is often seen in front of the building. Betty Davis. Amazing. Was contracted by Warner Brothers. And it's Betty Davis that a lot of people have seen. Oh,
0: my God.
2: On the second floor and on the grounds in front of the building. So, guys, if you remember, Betty Davis was contracted by Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. and her and Jack Warner were very close friends, and you, there were also stories of her, like, in between her shots and breaks, she would always go and bug Jack for nice. something, and she would always be, you know, walking around the front, you know, just mingling, just, you know, as if she owned the studios, which, I mean, come on, Grand Dame, Betty Davis, yeah. hell yes, she was the, you know, head B.I.T.C.H. Hell over there. Yes. Mm-hmm. So not only that, but she's also buried a few miles away in the Forest Lawn Cemetery. But it is said that she's buried on top of a hill of that cemetery that faces the Warner Brothers Studios. So even in her resting place, she has to see her second home. Because she considered this studio space her second home. I mean, 50 films, come on.
0: Yeah, Jesus.
2: Mm -hmm. So Grand Dame Betty Davis has been seen. And why do you think it's Betty Davis? Well, it turned out that a tour guide was giving a tour one night through that area. And um, she said that she saw this woman dressed up in white, blonde hair, pin curled, just like appeared and disappeared in front of her. So she's telling the story to these other tour guides and then one of the girls shows her the picture of Betty Davis. Oh my god. And she's like that's the woman I saw she and they were like you you saw betty davis you saw the ghost of betty davis holy
0: shit
2: because she didn't know who she was uh, she's like she, i know for one thing come on second she's like well it was just like she kind of appeared and she disappeared but she was so beautiful so damn mm-hmm. you want to see the ghost of betty davis and go to warner brothers
0: i do love mm-hmm. betty davis mm-hmm all In about her Eve. film mm-hmm. yes whatever happened to B- baby, baby jane, jane. Ugh, i'm so obsessed with that movie
2: well you can still see baby um not baby jane um you can still see betty davis at the hollywood wax museum yes mm-hmm. now we're going to travel to stage four and talking about conjuring Oof. <laughs> now we thought that uh stage nine was going to be the most haunted stage well ever since the filming of the Conjuring series and the Annabelle series, yeah. there's been a lot of weird things that have happened. We have a friend named Claudia that mm. works for, yes, that works for the Costumes Union 705 in Los Angeles. Yes. And she has a you know group of friends that have worked on the Conjuring movie sets, the Annabelle and the Paranormal Activity movie sets. And they have confirmed that a lot yeah. of weird things have happened on those sets for me no apparent reason. Yeah, so we're going to try to get them on here. If you girls are listening, hey. we definitely want to bring you on this show so you guys can share those tales. Yes. So according to the tour guides, the Soundstage 4 is where they film Conjuring 1 and 2.
0: I weirdly love the Conjuring series. As scared as I am of horror movies, mm-hmm. I love them. They're yeah, you so You also good. love Patrick Wilson. I, it, that definitely <laughs> is what brought me in. I'm not going to lie because I do love him. I think he's a great actor and I want to have his children. Uh-huh. But I also of all the horror movies, those are the ones that I like Pretty best. damn good. Yeah. yeah. Look now at being so brave.
2: <laughs> now Warner Brothers had to build a water tank for Conjuring 2 and they had a lot of water scenes that they needed to shoot. So they used stage 4 They built a humongous water tank for these scenes and the department head, Chuck, that was there to oversee the Mm. tank and all its, you know, activities uh, would always be the last one to leave. So he would, you know, do his rounds, close up. But one night, yes, one night he was going down the stairs and it felt like someone tried to push him down the stairs. He turned around and no one was there. And then another night, it was even stranger. Well, he was about to lock up and leave stage four when he started to hear what sounded like banging coming from the water tank. Like, he felt like there was someone trapped in the water tank and they were banging against the wall of the tank. And he just couldn't explain it. He was freaked out. He rushed out. But other cast and crew members have noticed in the catwalks of the stage Mm -hmm. four that they've seen figures. They've seen shadow figures. They would ask, you know... The crew, like, who's up there? And the crew said, well, there shouldn't be anyone up there. Everyone should be on the ground.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God.
2: It got so bad, the activity, that they had to bring a priest to stage four to bless it.
0: Oh, my God.
2: And you think the activity was going to cease. It didn't. It made things a lot worse. People were being pushed. People were being scratched.
0: Because then at that point it's like you're trying to get rid of me, so I'm mean, exactly. like, oh my god, that's so scary.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like shaking so. I know, like no no, 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 no,
0: no, 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 I'm not here for this.
2: So yeah, so like those series of Annabelle and Conjuring have definitely conjured up something that mm-hmm. is no bueno, no bueno.
0: And yet they keep making movies. Yeah,
2: because the franchise is yeah. freaking popular.
0: Yeah, it is. Jesus. Oh yeah, it's popping. There's like, what, how many things in that universe now? Like, f- eight movies? hmm Jesus.
2: Oh, yeah. Now we're going to move next door to, well, further down to stage eight. Security guards would hear laughter of children.
0: Oh, God. You know how I feel about ghost children. <laughs> right? Oh,
2: yes. So security guards would have to do their rounds. They have to do their walkthroughs, check and double check that the doors are locked. Well, it seemed that one or a couple of security guards have gone into stage eight and done Mm walkthroughs and quit on the spot because stage eight freaked them out because they would go in and it sounds like children are there running around in the dark and laughing. Yeah. One security guard had claimed that he saw a child inside stage eight, and oh when God. he approached the child, the child disappeared in front of him.
0: Gross. And
2: on that night he turned in his badge and said, This is not for me.
0: Yeah, you are not paying me enough.
2: Now we're gonna go to stage nine, and before the Conjuring and Annabelle series, stage nine was pretty active. It was the most active stage. It was the most eerie stage. Ugh. So over the years, stage nine had been used for several popular notorious horror movies from The Black Cat in 1927 um, to The Inheritance in 2005. Ugh, such Sever- a good movie. Oh, yeah. Several studio employees and production assistants tend to believe that Stage 9. Well, before stage four was the most haunted structure on the lot, pointing to a high count of casualties and accidents there as proof. Damn. Now, rumor has it that people have felt like they were being watched. They would see figures appearing and disappearing on the sidelines of the structure. And back in the days of silent films, the old electric lights used in filmmaking could get extremely hot. And at least three times a day in the 30s, fire started here and there. Yeah, but there was one fire that broke out, and it was the worst disaster on the lot. Now, on May 11th, 1933, a fire broke out during the filming of The Iron Sheik, and it took the whole entire set, all of its props, its costumes, it took the lives of seven actors and even workers, it critically injured and burned 20 people. Oh my god. It was attracted to something to sulfurous powder used to create smoke, so it just like ignited and made everything worse. It soon spread beyond stage 4 to stages 8 and even stage 10, where it took part of the set of the War Between the States, which was a mm-hmm. Civil War movie. Now the fire was eventually contained and put out, but the Iron Sheik was shelved and never finished. For years later, other motion pictures shot in and restored in the building and reported fighting extras where no one should be. Voices for help oh where God. no one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Voices uh, saying help. Oh um, there's even a story that's attached to it. It's a legend of a disconnected phone in the building that is known to ring. And whenever someone uh. answers it, no one's on the line. Even security guards do not like making their rounds in the building. Instead, they would send novice security guards new on the job to walk the structure. So according to one story I found online on angelfire.com, security guard Gore Madison states, I get the feeling of being watched in there. Um, It's like you go in expecting to see someone loitering around the corner but then you turn around and one's there but the feeling that someone is still there won't ever go away Bleh. so security guards would also see an apparition of a man that's dressed in period wear but the problem is the man is partially charred
0: oh my god mm-hmm. a little crispy ghost
2: and then finally i got the best story of them all oh god so i found out through this tour that James Dean is seen there.
0: Interesting. Because
2: James Dean shot all three of his biggest yes. films, Giant, East of Eden, and Rebel Without a Cause, all on the Warner Brothers lot. So James Dean um, was wildly known In and around this lot for causing a little chaos. He would piss Jack Horner off Ah. with his loud motorcycles and sports cars. But he loved his dressing room so much that it was like his second Mm -hmm. home. He would even get, um, you know, approval to allow him and his friends to stay the night inside his dressing room. Damn. And also, he was a bit socially awkward and shy. So he just liked the fact that that dressing room was his safe space. Mm -hmm. So after his death, People started to see what looked like an apparition of James Dean around his dressing room. Security guards to this day would see a figure of a man in the windows.
0: That's kind of creepy, but James Dean's hot, so... Yeah, there
2: you go. I would definitely... I'll suffer in silence. (laughs) I would definitely like to be haunted by James Dean's ghosts. Now on these specific tours after hours, tour guides have claimed that, um, there's this one particular area on the lot. It's like they're, I guess their town center lot. And it's a lot where it has a gazebo, it has like town square, it has a church and a couple of houses. Yeah. Um, Monster Squad, the Ghostbusters, yeah. and Elvira, Mistress of the Dark was shot there. Even a couple of scenes where Annabelle was shot there in the church. So there is this little chapel. When you do take the tours, even the after hours and the you know mm-hmm, regular yeah. hours tour, um, every time a tour guide would talk about James Dean the doors of the church would open up by themselves
0: that's insane
2: and it would only happen when you would talk about James Dean Oof. so that's a little a little something something unexplainable hey, James and that is the haunting of Warner Brothers and here's insane. a little tidbit too: there is no stage 13 because Jack Warner was extremely superstitious so he, Warner Brothers doesn't have a stage 13
0: does it skip or they only have 12 it just skips. I love it.
2: hmm Because he was super, super superstitious.
0: Oof.
2: So, yeah. That is all of our stories.
0: Yeah. What a beautiful tour of Burbank. A
2: little tour of Burbank, guys. Just a little piece of Americana right there. Yeah. <laughs> of ghosts. Haunted Americana. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: a ghost and all. So, guys, um... We just wanted to take the time to do a big shout out to one particular listener, yes. Suzanne Stewart. Hi. I felt like we needed to give you a shout out because you sent us such a beautiful message on Facebook.
0: I know. It was so sweet. And
2: we hope that you're listening. <gasps> what and... if she
0: hasn't gotten to this episode yet? Oh my gosh, she will. No, I'll she will We'll just be waiting for her. <laughs> I love that. Because like, I think she said in her thing that she's like catching up on all episodes. Yeah,
2: she'll, no, she'll, she will no she she will Oh my outside. god!
0: i hope it's in like six months. I'm like, <laughs>
2: no. What? Well, I want to write back to her. I just wanted I to find the, like more time to sit down yes. and write back. So, so, guys, sweet. if we don't message you guys right away, it's because like I don't want to send like a half-ass message. You know, we want to send like sit down and send something meaningful. But
0: you deserve a full-ass yes, message. Yes, you
2: do. <laughs> so Suzanne, like, thank you so much for that sweet it was message. So sweet. We just thank wanted you. to like you know take the time to thank you. Also, a big thank you to our patrons. Thank you to Jose Ramirez, Hi. Jessica. From Singapore.
0: Yes.
2: Don't worry, girl. We're going to be sending you your free merch. If I could send merch to New Zealand and South Africa, I could definitely send it to Singapore. It will get there. Don't worry about it. That's the one
0: thing I miss about the school. I love that mail machine so much.
2: (laughs) Yes. You better believe. (laughs) Another thank you to Jonathan Murphy, Therese Media, Michelle, Robert McDonald, and Cheryl Lode. Lodrico.
0: Hi, everyone. Thank you guys
2: so much for it's signing so up for our Patreon. Um, Just another thing, too. Bryce, you see that right there? I do. You want to hold it? Sure. That is our new Zoom mic. It's amazing. So when we go... I thought it was a
0: razor at first. Because <laughs> it looks like a little electric it razor. It does. It does. It's so cute and tiny.
2: So this is our Zoom H2N mic. And it is an amazing mic that we're going to use when we, you know, do other interviews with mm. or crossovers with other podcasters. Yeah and magic quest boys will definitely do ours don't worry don't worry Um, it's great for investigations and other you know interviews especially for our Saturday night ghost club so if you guys are out of the loop Saturday night ghost club is another incentive when you sign up to become a patreon yes so it is um, a Saturday Night Ghost Club series of stories. It's like a little mini podcast that we have for our Patreons on spooky. our Patreon page where I collect ghost stories from people like Vanessa at the Mystic Museum and other people that are willing to share their spooky tales of the paranormal. So everyone from friends, coworkers, people that I usually meet at a coffee shop or mm. sidewalk that are willing to share their stories, I collect them and upload them. To our Patreon page for the Saturday Night Ghost Club. Yes. We've also put the previews on our um on our episodes, so you guys can get a little, you know, a little a moosh boosh with that. Ooh, I know. Fancy pants. Now, speaking of Patreon, guys, if you want to be Holly Weird producers, well, you can be that by donating as little as one dollar or more a month for just a couple of months, or even just for one month. It does go a long yes, way. It does. We were able to purchase this mic with your donation. So thank you so much. And um, we're currently going to be saving up for other things too. But it also helps with our hosting sites. Mm. It helps with our coffee fix and (laughs) our transportation. When I go and do investigations and Mm -hmm. interviews, it's... it's therapy that I need for the fear. (laughs) It does help us out a lot. Just for $1 or more, you can definitely help produce our episodes and even episodes for Saturday Night Ghost Club love it yes so can't get enough of Holly Weird Paranormal then stalk us on Instagram and Facebook at Holly Weird Paranormal and Twitter at HWP Podcast if you have a story for our listeners stories episodes or our listeners tales then yes. please send them our way at Holly Weird Paranormal at gmail.com. Catch up with our past episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Blueberry.net, Stitcher, even Spotify, Google Play, and Castbox. We are everywhere you get your podcast fix We're
0: everywhere. If
2: you have a couple of seconds, please leave us a nice little review. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. It really does help us indie podcasters become a little more visible. Yes, don't let us fade away.
0: Please don't. But
2: we've seen a couple of your reviews, guys, and thank you, but there's one that wasn't
0: so great. Eh, what are you gonna do?
2: Yeah, um, this one says, the needlessly superior attitude of the hosts. Along with their, we're better than the rest of the world because we're from LA. It
0: does seem like me. It,
2: yeah. Well, <laughs> Point of view is impossible to fathom since their intelligence is subpar, oh, average for sure. at best, absolutely unlistenable. Other podcasts cover the same subjects without insulting the listener's intelligence.
0: Well, I am not smart, so that's actually We've a very covered that accurate several an times. accurate read. Like I don't
2: know how many times we <laughs> know. need and I I mean sorry, but LA is is the best coast uh, one of the best
0: coasts i think i've actually even talked about that i don't love la <laughs> <laughs> what but if i ever made someone feel stupid that obviously is not my intention but no. i am dumb so that actually is a fair i mean that's so, fine i mean I average
2: it. is pretty much best description but yeah, let me show you my sorry, high school gpa
0: Dad, i don't know what to tell you <laughs> like sorry i is mean it...
2: i got my master's i mean yeah
1: that's really funny
2: if I could, like, survive learning how to use GarageBand, then I'm sure I could, yeah. you know.
1: Look,
0: we're just trying our, not, I don't even know. You know, we're just trying to make our way in the world.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but all criticisms are the best criticisms yeah, in the world. Yeah. yeah, what do you and
0: I, do? You know, ultimately, like, if it's not your cup of tea. It's not
2: your tea. cup of tea. I it's fine. It. I mean, there's other people that like the spooky-ass tea, and mm-hmm. we're here to, you know, definitely spill the tea. The spooky uh, tea, of spooky course. Spooky
0: tea.
2: All right, guys. So stay tuned for future episodes because we are definitely going to be conjuring up some really great interviews. Ooh. we got a haunted house in Pasadena. Yes. We have a true crime case. Yes. We have a listener that um, has a story of a friend that um was a victim of a murder. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's actually a case out of... Um, out of West Hollywood
0: Damn.
2: in the 80s and we're definitely gonna do some research and cover it and give it some justice and give it some light Yeah, you know love that. so we're definitely gonna look into that and we're definitely gonna do more interviews we're gonna try to get Zachariah the Witch on hey. Eric and Kiko on here from the Mystic Museum yes. so yeah we got a lot of crazy things planned of course a
0: crazy stupid things mm-hmm. average at best
2: <laughs> average <laughs>
0: that's so i actually think that's really funny i can't stop giggling about it <laughs> uh-huh. but when i was
2: reading i'm like i'm not that mad i'm like it's yeah. kind of true yeah yeah like what well, are you gonna fine. do honestly i get it she probably didn't have a prom date but it's all right we, girl we shade <laughs> hilarious i mean i no one does petty like people from new orleans yeah. here we are
0: <laughs> and i went to four years of prom so suck it <laughs> Oh, it's that? <laughs> oh, you know what? Now that I'm listening to myself, I do hear the sense of, what was it? Superiority? <laughs>
2: Superiority. Now that I,
0: yeah, I hear it. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah,
2: it's fine. It's fine. All right. <laughs> Guys, stay Holly weird. Bye. Bye. <laughs>